Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Am I the Bad Guy, where a soon to be father literally just vanishes on his pregnant wife. Am I the bad guy for not trying harder to let my ex know that our son passed away? I'm a woman, and me and my partner, a male, were 28 when I found out that I was pregnant. We'd been together for four years. Personally, I didn't want the child. My work was offering potential advances within my position, and I was excited for it. But after a lot of talking, we decided to go forward with it. When I was around 20 weeks pregnant, just after finding out the baby's gender, he disappeared. I couldn't contact him, and he wouldn't answer the phone or messages. I got worried and messaged his mother, and I found out that he was back living with her and was overwhelmed with the situation. He kept paying his part of the bills over to my bank account each month, but I received no contact. I even tried to go over to see him in person, but nothing. By about 27 weeks, I gave up trying, gave up crying, and just got on with what I thought was a future as a single mother. I bought everything needed over the next couple of weeks and set everything up. At 31 weeks, I started having pains, but I put it down to Braxton Hicks. Just before 32 weeks, my water broke, I went into labor, and the baby started coming very quickly. The baby went straight into the neonatal intensive care unit. I messaged and called my ex and his mother, but got no response. Less than a week later, my son passed away due to complications of early birth. I again tried to contact my ex and his mother. I left voicemails and messages, nothing. The next few weeks were a blur, but with the help of my mother and father, I arranged for my son's funeral. They also tried to contact my ex and his mother, but still nothing. I sent more messages, nothing. I'm assuming that we were all probably blocked, but honestly, at that point, I just didn't care. I was so broken. My son's funeral came and went. It was beautiful and horrible. I stopped messaging my ex and told my family not to bother after the funeral had passed. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Five months after the birth and death of my baby, my ex turned up. He just let himself in. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, okay. I wasn't at home, but when I got back, he was instantly hostile. My apartment was clearly not set up to accommodate a small child. He demanded to see his son. I broke down and told him what happened. I've never seen him so sad and angry. He stormed out, slamming the door on his way out. 
Within half an hour, I got a nasty call from his mother, followed by messages from siblings and other family. How dare I not let them know something so serious had happened? How could I hide something like that out of petty spite? But I truly didn't. I tried, but I can't keep trying. It's been nearly three weeks now of them being awful. I was speaking to my sister this weekend, and she said, To be frank, it was a bit of a dick move to not keep trying. They deserve to know. Was it? I tried so hard to let him know, but I was struggling so hard too. I lost my son too. Am I the bad guy? Should I have done more? Triggered. You guys, I'm triggered. I'm triggered! OP had to be pregnant alone, give birth alone, and bury her child alone. And now she's asking herself, should I have done more? The father, if you can even call him that, ran away to his mommy so she can cook him meals and tell him everything's going to be alright and just kick back, relax, and just do whatever he wants for like five or six months. In my opinion, OP, this guy lost the right to call himself a father and all the privileges associated with that the day that he left you in the lurch. And then to get mad at you? Like, what does he expect? For you to hire Dog the Bounty Hunter to track him down, drag you there so you can tell him that his son died? For you to hire one of those planes that drags a sign behind it and just fly through the city that you think that he lives in hoping he sees it? What does he expect you to do? OP, in my opinion, what this guy did to you is completely unforgivable. I'm giving him the rare, full, 5 out of 5 bad guys. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 bad guys. Am I the bad guy for refusing to help with my ex-dog's vet bills? My ex-wife wanted a purebred dog as a pet when we were together. I tried to talk her into adopting a mutt since they're generally healthier than all the inbred pure dogs. Nope. She had to have a very specific dog breed. This particular breed is famously bad at breathing. I could afford it, so I finally gave in. I got her the dog she wanted. He was never our dog. He was her dog. Unless, of course, it was unpleasant outside. Then, I had to walk him. I also paid all the vet bills and the dog-related bills. When we divorced, she took her dog with her. We have no kids, thank God, so no child support. No spousal support either. The dog is not doing well and needs some fairly extensive and expensive surgery. Since he was our dog, she wants me to pay for the operations. I said no thank you. Now she's pissed and is contacting my friends and family trying to get me to change my mind. Some of my friends are starting to take her side. They say that I'm being a butthole for not helping an animal that I used to care about. I don't think I owe her any help. I thought that buying him was a bad idea. I was repeatedly told that he wasn't mine. Also, she left with the dog, and I haven't seen them in months. OP, not your wife, not your dog, not your problem. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 bad guys. I'm giving her 1.5 out of 5 bad guys. Am I the bad guy for telling my sister-in-law that I'll disown her if she gets pregnant? I'm a 33-year-old woman, and I live with my brother, who's 32, and his wife, 34. Things have been fine, to a point, and I definitely appreciate them taking me in during my time of need. That fact is not lost on me. I recognize that they didn't have to help me, and I'm incredibly thankful that they've done that. But my sister-in-law has baby fever, and she's talking about trying to get pregnant. First of all, I know that my brother had the snip after his divorce from his first wife. He would have to have the procedure reversed, and his insurance will not cover it. And to be frank, they can't afford that. 
Part of why they allowed me to move in is because they're in financial trouble and I'm contributing quite a lot of money to bills right now. I cover probably two-thirds of all the bills because my sister-in-law doesn't work and my brother pays an ungodly amount of child support to his ex-wife. Also, my sister-in-law can barely take care of herself. She sleeps most of the day, she doesn't clean, she doesn't cook, and she doesn't take care of the kid that she already has. Her daughter is six years old, and my sister-in-law doesn't even interact with her unless she has to. This is a totally separate issue, but I've become a live-in maid and nanny on top of working 45 hours or more a week. My sister-in-law lost custody of her other child about two years ago. He's 11 and lives with other family members. I don't know why she lost custody, but according to the 11-year-old, he was abused. She did not fight to get custody. Two days ago, my brother told me that he has an appointment to meet with his doctor to discuss reversing the procedure so that him and my sister-in-law can try for a baby. I told them that they're out of their minds! Things got explosive, and I finally asked who was going to take care of the baby when my brother works full-time, I work full-time, and my sister-in-law constantly makes excuses to not even do basic stuff around the house, like take the dog outside. She really had the nerve to tell me, I thought that you could handle them when you get off work before my husband gets home so the load is evenly distributed. I blew up on her. I told her that I'm not going to be a parent to another one of her kids, and that if they really do this, then I'm totally done and they're on their own. I told my brother that I would always love him and help him if he needs me, but that I would never talk to my sister-in-law and make sure the rest of the family disowns her too. I think that I was probably the bad guy for saying that the way that I did. She started crying and locked herself in the bedroom. My brother is threatening to kick me out, and again, I might be the bad guy for this. I told him that he can't afford to kick me out, and he can't afford a replacement maid or nanny like I've been. I told our mom about what happened, and she not only thinks that I'm not the bad guy, but she's now mad at my brother. Our dad, however, said that I am the bad guy because it isn't my place to say anything about my brother's decisions. So, Reddit, am I the bad guy? Okay, so generally speaking, your dad's right. It's not your place to say what your brother can and can't do. However, when your brother's decisions directly affect you because you're literally raising his kids, then yeah, you do have a say in it. When I read the title about you saying you were going to disown your sister-in-law if she got pregnant, I was all ready to attack you and say that you're a bad person, but after reading this story, I'm on your side, OP. Your sister-in-law falls somewhere between a bad mother to a dangerous mother, depending on what happened with the abuse claim. But in any event, she has no business having another kid. OP, you get 0 out of 5 bad guys. Your sister-in-law gets a minimum of 3 out of 5 bad guys, possibly higher considering what happened with the abuse claim. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. 
I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Am I the bad guy for telling my neighbor that my roommates and I aren't babysitters? I'm a 20-year-old woman. I share an apartment with Casey, who's 24, Nellie, who's 19, Hannah, who's 21, and Hannah's 8-month-old daughter. The issue at hand concerns our neighbors. John, who's 30, and his wife, Jane, who's 25, have a set of twins who are one year old. So sometimes, Hannah will have a playdate with the twins. But recently, our neighbors have been using the playdates as a way to dump their kids on Hannah and the rest of us. Sometimes for hours without answering the phone. Now, I love kids, and I'd be more than happy to babysit them, but we're all either working, in college, or both. So many times, we've either been late to class or work because we can't contact John or Jane. Yesterday, the four of us were preparing to go out for lunch and get some shopping done. As we were leaving, John stopped us and said that he needed Hannah to watch his kids while he went out to see a movie. I told him that we are not babysitters, and if they left their kids with us again without answering, we'd call social services, to which he called us a bunch of spineless leeches. The other parents in the complex said that we were harsh to new parents and to have more compassion. Okay, then they can watch the kids! Oh god, this pisses me off when people do this! Then they can watch the kids! And how is this guy calling you a spineless leech when he himself is a spineless leech? He didn't ask you to watch the kids because he had chores to do. He asked you to watch the kids because he wanted to see a movie. Man, these people. Also, OP clarifies in an edit that John and Jane left their kids, so they called CPS. Anyways, OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 bad guys. I'm giving your neighbors 2 out of 5 bad guys. Am I the bad guy for telling my sister that I will not be playing dad to her third baby? I'm a 22-year-old woman. My sister Iris, who's 38, has two daughters, ages 5 and 7. From the time that they were born, I've been helping my sister take care of my nieces. Iris has a husband, David. David doesn't do much in raising his daughters, so I've had to pick up his slack since both the kids were born. I think it's important to note that he has a regular 9-to-5 job at a bank, and Iris is a doctor and works double the time that he does. 
I've had to cancel so many plans, trips, etc. to take care of my nieces when my sister was busy, but David was available. 90% of the time, my sister would call me over to babysit, and David would be watching sports or out hanging out with his friends. I didn't have the guts to say anything when I was younger, so I just shut up about it. Now, my sister is pregnant with her third child. While I'm excited for her, I'm dreading it. The two girls are currently at an age now where it's gotten a bit easier for me to look after them alone, but I can't imagine having to take care of three. I told my sister that she's going to have to tell David to step up now that I have a job and not much free time. She said, what's the point of that comment? I said that I've been doing David's share of parenting for seven years, so she'll need to tell him to do more because I won't be playing dad again. She got really mad at me and said that she trusts me to look after my nieces because women are naturally better at it than men. I said that while I'm happy to help her, I refuse to be a parent to her kids. She hasn't spoken to me in a week. Okay, let's start with David because David is super easy. He gets 3 out of 5 bad guys for being an out-of-touch, uncaring, deadbeat dad. I think I'll also give your sister 3 out of 5 bad guys for the entitlement, but on top of all that, we have a banker and a doctor. I'm just guessing here, but I have to imagine that combined, those two are making an income north of like $300,000 a year. Just hire a nanny. Clearly they need one since the mother is always working and the father doesn't care. It's not your responsibility to care for their kids, it's their responsibility. OP, your sister and brother-in-law have been exploiting your good nature, and it's time for that to stop. You should stop being a free, unpaid nanny-slash-parent figure and go back to being a cool aunt. Come hang out with them on the weekends, but don't be their free babysitter whenever they need it. OP, you get 0 out of 5 bad guys. Am I the bad guy for telling our nephew why my wife isn't that close to him, knowing very well that it would make him hate his mother, which did happen? My wife is currently 40 years old. When my wife was 17, she and her dad got in a traumatic accident, which ended up fatally injuring her father and severely injuring her. I can't share every detail, but it ended up causing her to go into a coma for a few years. She's completely healed from the physical injuries, but we're still working on the mental aspect because that aspect is very bad. My wife has a sister, Regina, who's 45, and a brother, Calvin, who's 47. Regina had a son two years after my wife woke up from a coma and decided to name him James, the name of my late father-in-law. All of us tried to make her change the name because we knew that it wouldn't end well. Regina didn't listen to us and decided to go ahead with the name. The end result was not pretty. We now have six other nieces and nephews, and while my wife is very close with all of them, she isn't that close with James, who's now 18. He's noticed this a lot, and he finally asked me the real reason why my wife isn't that close with him. We told him the reason why, and he was mortified. It ended up having a full blow-up at their house, and now James is staying with my mother-in-law. Regina is upset that I painted her as the villain, and after discussing what happened with my friends, a lot of them think that I shouldn't have told them the truth. Something, something doesn't make sense here. I feel like I'm missing something. Your wife completely turned her back on James just because they share a name? And when James found out that he was named after his dead grandmother, that made him hate his mother and move out of the house? I can kinda understand the wife having difficulty with connecting with James because of her mental trauma, 
But why would that make James so upset that he had to move out of the house just because he's named after his grandfather? Something, something's not adding up in this story. I don't even understand why it's a big deal. If a family member dies tragically, isn't naming a new kid after the dead family member kind of like a normal, reasonable thing to do? Lots of people are named after dead family members. So, I think I'm going to withhold judgment on this post because, I don't know, unless I'm missing something, this just doesn't make sense to me. Why is it some dark family secret that James is named after his grandfather? Doesn't he know his dead grandfather's name? Can you guys make sense of this story? This story doesn't make any sense to me. That was r slash am I the A. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.